Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech conversation surrounding Tech's 75 to 72 loss at the hands of the <coughs> the Kansas Jayhawks. We talk Bacho, we talk O'Banner, we talk Harmon, we talk Washington, and we talk pop 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 brother. Next on Locked On Texas Tech, you are Locked On Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day day always appreciate being your first listen on youtube or anywhere you get podcasts subscribe on youtube if you have not so far he's the only chris level i'm casey cowan god bless america it was quite a night from united supermarkets arena chris as texas tech is close but without a cigar at the end of the day when you're taking on a top three team or anytime you're taking on the kansas jayhawks you know it is going to be a tall task, but uh, I kind of feel like my feelings, at least, are mirroring in some ways, not always, but in some ways, the feelings I had leaving Fort Worth. Man, you did some good things as a team. In some points of the game, you were certainly playing the role of a Big 12 basketball team that's contending for the NCAA tournament. But at the end of the day, you were three points fewer than the other guys, and that's all that matters. So we'll give some credit where it's due, but Obviously, have to highlight some frustration again today as well. Yeah, you know, uh, when I got uh, got home last night, my wife says to me, "Man, they played really hard and all." I said, "Yeah, that's what losers say." Um, you know, I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, because I, 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 uh, I, I felt good. I, I thought, I thought, hey, man, you gave yourself a chance. There, there was a, there was a lot of good things, but I was like. Unfortunately, you're, you're left saying that and trying to make yourself feel better after a, after a loss. And, man, this is just like you're, you're sitting here at 0-2 in the league and, and you start to just look ahead, man. And, you know, you've got two of your next three on the road and, and all those things. And it's just like so. But um, you, you're right. I mean, there, there, there was some good things to, to, to feel good about and to build on. Um, but, you know, again – we, we, we will sit here and talk about how hard you played, which they did, and uh, the frustrating way that the, the officials didn't call anything at the end and kind of it, it hurts you big time and which they, they blew it. And but this is again, this is what you what you say when you when you lose. And but, you know, hey, look. O'Banner played a monster game. He bounced back. He, you have to have that from him night in and night out. That may be the best team in the country right now. I don't, after watching them up close, I don't know if I buy that. Although I don't know, obviously not having seen the other teams that you would be talking about in that space. Uh, they're not as good as some Kansas teams that I've seen come through here. There's not a ton of NBA uh, types. I mean, Jalen Wilson is, Grady Dick is going to be. Uh, McCuller is just kind of a guy for them, but he's a nice uh, piece, but they don't have a, a stud center like they usually have, and you were in a position to to, to pull it off. Um, and you shot the ball like crazy. I mean, that's the that was the the thing that I, I just don't know if you could expect to, to hit ten threes game in and game out. But last night uh, they were falling for sure. 
Yeah, your your turnover numbers were manageable. It was nothing to write home about. You still gave it away 15 times, and some of those in just excruciating moments where you really couldn't give it away. You knocked down the number of three-pointers that you've been kind of alluding to uh, mm-hmm. this season. You went beyond that, actually, because I think you've really talked a lot about eight or nine kind of range will, will get you in games uh, late in them, give you a chance to win. And, yeah, you had a bounce-back effort uh, from your best player in Kevin O'Banner, but – Man, some of the Jayhawks shooting that was just lights out. I think Harris was perfect at the end of the day from beyond the arc, five for five. Wilson earlier rather than later, wound up three for nine, but had a couple of big ones there in the first half. You know, it was some of those moments, Chris, where I felt like as a fan watching, Texas Tech is having to empty their bucket to establish what they've established, and they've worked so hard inch by inch by inch, and then boom, here comes old basketball fat cat just mopping it all up with one quick three-pointer. And there's nothing illegal about that. Basketball allows for it. I'm envious when the other team can do it that way. But things just so hard to come by for the Red Raiders. And I got to wonder what it might have looked like if you weren't shooting the way that you did from yeah. beyond the arc. But, uh, yeah, that was nice to see, if nothing else, clearly. Yeah, and you mentioned Dewan Harris. I mean, that that was you. You could tell the way that Tech was playing defense. They were they were going to make sure that Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick didn't get uh, open looks. You know, and they were trying to limit those. And so Dewan Harris was kind of somebody that okay. And he he had made six threes the entire season. Prior oh, to I didn't know that till now. That makes me feel worse. Six threes. <laughs> And so you're, you're thinking, okay, if we have to to spend our defensive currency and overhelp or really try to take some things away, we're, we're going to focus on the kid that's made 38 of them and is shooting nearly 50% right. and Grady Dick and then Jalen Wilson, who's maybe playing as good as anybody in the country. And then lo and behold, I mean, Dwan Harris, you know, he just – he has a career night. I mean, 18 points. He made five threes last night alone – after so he he nearly you know double or you know doubles his three point output uh, after last night based on what he had done I mean he scored like six points versus Oklahoma State this past Saturday and he has eighteen I mean go figure but this is this is what Kansas basketball usually does they have a guy that you're not expecting just step up and and do it and they're deeper than most teams and you know you you see with your team we'll get into some of that here in a little bit but like. You, you had a few pieces that played really well, Pop Isaacs, uh, mm. you, you know, and, and Kevin O'Banner. But then you start to look at, okay, where was Davion Harmon last night? You know, where, where, where was the guy that we had seen? And unfortunately, you know, they had uh, K.J. Adams step up. They had Dewan Harris step up along with Jalen Wilson. And, uh, and it was, you know, but uh, they're, they're just, they're really good. They're disciplined and, you know, we'll talk about uh, the the way that the game ended whenever you want to. Just uh, it's just frustrating the 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 lack of a whistle, I guess, in your building. And and it, it I just have been uh, I've been in Lawrence, Kansas, many a time, and and you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't have got the same benefit. Uh, yeah, just, or the lack of that. a whistle goes the yeah. other way because wasn't there a big call against well non call against Oklahoma State or whoever it was the other night yeah. in their building? I mean, it was two days ago that people were saying online, "Well, there goes those made men," you know, the good fellas. And uh, I don't the striped I don't, shirts. I don't understand it. I mean, th- this is a this is a team. Their head coach was suspended before this season. Suspended. Okay, <laughs> self imposed. 
for fear that they don't. And <laughs> and yet, knows, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, well, yeah, pun intended or pun unintended, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to say, uh, man? Yeah, say? yeah. And I, Chris, I, I really, it specifically is a Kansas thing. I feel like I see it. It's like the Texas football effect. I don't know what it is. You got refs fist pumping when the Longhorns score in the end zone over the years. I mean, Randy Crystal is like the, uh, what, uh, Dean Emeritus of the University of Texas, and he's just always wearing an orange robe. I mean, it's the Kansas, it's the Texas equivalent from football to basketball. It is a Kansas-specific thing, and I don't know if it's just – Thousands and thousands of years of basketball evolution where officials' minds are conditioned to support a historical blue blood. They're like, hey, they made up the damn game here. Surely they couldn't be breaking a rule, right? If it wasn't allowed, they wouldn't be doing it. They know the rule. I don't know what it is, but it seems to always come back around. I didn't mean to peel that off just yet. Let's break that seal a little later in the program because I need some wisdom from an elder statesman such as Chris Level as to how to process Things like that, because I just am disgusted anytime you have the opportunity to even involve them in a conversation, because nobody wants to do that. No coach, no player, no fan wants to be talking about uh, these guys with whistles, but I think we have some cause to, so let's do it in just a bit. I want to get to Daniel Bacho as well coming up in just a bit. Things interesting, obviously, beyond just last night's game uh, for Daniel, but you mentioned Pop Isaacs, Chris, and early on, if it was not... If it was not for the lightning of Pop Isaacs, what might this game have been? Because uh, really, he was uh, offense incarnate <laughs> for Texas Tech. And man, this little one-handed uh, maneuver to the basket, <sighs> silky smooth. I don't even know if I've really seen that come out as often as we saw it last night. He had a great game. Well, and, and, and so what happens is, is he's going to start to find out is, you know, he, he starts burying threes one after the other. We all watched it. It was impressive. Yeah. He's got deep, deep range. Uh, and and so with, with all of this, I mean, guess what's going to be on the next scouting report? And and like so and then even at halftime, it's like, hey, face guard him. You know, yeah. let's put somebody bigger, longer on him and don't let him get a shot off. So they start overplaying him, and so now he's okay. Now I've got to get to the basket. They're going to overplay me uh, here. I've got to be able to get to the rim a little bit. He finishes the, with the ball way out in front of him, and d- did a really good job of just being kind of crafty. Uh, but he's going to get some focus uh, now going forward, and rightfully so because he's one of the main threats for the Red Raiders and being able to score it. And I mean, just the 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 range that he showed last night, you know, when you're you're smaller like he is, and, and you're able to step way out and bury those shots consistently. Not only is it a is it powerful for your team on offense, but it also opens up everything else because when they start overplaying you, you've got all kinds of room to maneuver. And like you said, he got to the basket a couple of times, and you know, just yeah, just with the hezzy, he had a he had a little mm. hesitation move out there. Uh, above the uh, basically was above the the three point line, and then it just the seas parted and he, he finishes with the layup. And like, where was this Lamar Washington? Where where was this the the, the bucket? I think at the very end of the game, it's a one man fast break. I, mean, I need to see more of that from Lamar Washington being able to get to the basket and basically baseline to baseline uh, as quick as he did because we have seen a lot of that from Davion Harmon, but it was Lamar Washington that was in the game at the end and, and able to, to get to the basket. But uh, yeah, Pop Isaacs, man, I could not be more impressed with that. You know, he does not look like a freshman. He's not scared. 
He's strong. He's, you know, confident. And he doesn't think about it when he when he gets the ball and, and he's in range. He just pulls the trigger and they go in because he works really, really hard at it. Seems fairly calm, too. And I know he's, he's yes. not playing a perfect game. But for a guy who is so um, into it and exerting so much energy, I, I don't feel like I'm seeing him all that much. Uh, out of control here or there either. I mean, we saw some of that early on, but I don't I don't get that same kind of vibe. I'm sure he'll still have his moments. And yeah, uh, the tail of the tape on him uh, is in the face, anywhere deep. And when he's going to the hoop, put him on the floor. I mean, it's yeah. about to start to be a fist fight for that guy uh, to get in the rim because of the attention that, that he's earned uh, already to this point in the Big 12. So uh, deservedly so. And if I was the other guy, I'd be saying the same thing. Like we got to be physical with this cat and give him no space, uh, beyond the yard because he is unafraid. And that's great to see in such a young player. I mentioned Daniel Bacho. We'll get to him coming up. I want to touch on some of those guys that you just touched on right there as well. Cause I thought it was a really interesting dynamic between Harmon and Washington as the game progressed. So we'll get to those things and much more coming up on locked on Texas tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs 2023 has arrived. And if you're not hitting the ground running with your small business or otherwise, you're already behind. If you're a small business owner or the hiring manager for a business, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. And that's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They help you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools that go beyond just resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. It's why small businesses are rating LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs is going to help you find those qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post that job for free today at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today with LinkedIn jobs. Terms and conditions apply. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. He's Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Joining you from west of the 100th Meridian, where it's really going down here in the great state once again. Tech remains in the great state, remains in Lubbock, as they've got the Sooners coming up from the USA Saturday night. Still got time this week to get you set for that one, but we are digesting 75-72 to Jayhawks over Red Raiders and wanted to get to a couple of specific Red Raiders, Chris, as we were mentioning just a moment ago, Bacho, Harmon, Washington may touch on a few others as well, but wanted to get to Daniel Bacho first because he quite uh, literally plays such a big role for Texas Tech. Can you give me a feel of his status coming into the game? Because I know it was, and I don't really mean availability, but what percentage was he as far as how he was feeling? Uh, leaving Fort Worth, and then clearly we got some things to talk about as far as how he's feeling again now leaving this one against the Jayhawks. Well, and 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 you know you you come come into that game and you're looking at it on paper, and that's where Kansas is weaker than in most years. I mean, there is no uh, Azabuke, there is no David McCormick. I mean, they just don't have like this 
big time center like they usually have. Mitch Lightfoot has been around there for several years that he's gone now. And so Bacho is clearly like on paper a huge advantage for you. Again, if it's the Bacho that we have come, you know, come to know and, and, and get used to seeing this year with just the high motor, very active ability to score and rebound and protect the rim and all those things. He had not practiced uh, the last couple of days before that. You know, I was with uh, Mark on his show and uh, earlier in the week, and he's like, he hasn't done anything since the TCU game. Uh, I think before the game yesterday, he he kind of went through a, the walkthrough, the shoot around a bit, which is kind of a light, you know, workout. And they knew he was going to play. But he's just – he's lost some – he's kind of had a, I guess, a, a virus and, and just kind of he's, he's you know – nausea and all this stuff and so he's dropped some weight he just doesn't have a lot of energy they're trying to do everything they can to give him rest and and try to get him back but you could just tell he doesn't feel great and he doesn't have he doesn't he's not all there literally uh so uh and it's just hard to like if you miss a bunch of practices you're not feeling well to kind of turn it on especially in an environment like that but i think he he gave you about all he could last night he had uh, what finished with 6.6 rebounds he plays 26 minutes but if you if you remember watching the game he's in there for a minute or two stretches and then out and it's just like you just kind of constantly yo-yo this all night yeah. uh, just because he just wasn't you know um and and unfortunately it's just like bad luck i guess but you know you you if, if he plays normal if he if he gives you the normal effort i mean he, he could have been a dominating factor in that game based on what kansas has down low. I mean, he's better than KJ Adams. He's better than, you know, Zach Clements and, and Cam Martin and anybody that they were wanting to to throw at you. Uh, again, based on the the normal version of, of Daniel Baccio. But again, uh, bad luck there. You just don't, that's not what you had from him. But you were just lucky that you got 26 minutes from him because if you don't have that, I mean, and you can tell, you can tell when you're watching this game, KJ Allen, you know, you, you can start to see where the limitations are. Robert Jennings, the boy gets moving really fast. I mean, that's what that's what Big 12 play. I mean, you could just start to see how many real pieces do we have versus how many are we just hoping for or can we get a minute or two? Uh, but Bacho is clearly one of those. And when you don't have all of him, boy, it just, you know, and, and some luckily some guys uh, around him stepped up like O'Banner. Well, I thought uh, I thought he left it all out there. Yeah, you saw you saw Bacho being Bacho just in very small spurts. I mean, at one point he had a big. I, I thought this was kind of funny actually because I think Bacho kind of gave up, not gave up, but whatever. He didn't go after a loose ball or a long rebound in the same kind of way as we're accustomed to. And homeboy sitting a couple of seats down there uh, from where I was. Well, what's he even out there for? And I'm telling you, it was within ten seconds. He blocks a shot and goes and gets a hoop and the harm. I can't remember if he made the free throw or not, but I mean, within 10 seconds of that guy saying that, Bacho's being Bacho again. But yeah, he was just, uh, he was bumping his head on a, a stamina ceiling or a whatever it might have been. There's no question about well, it. Well, well and Casey, the, the lucky part is, is that I think you alluded to this a bit ago, but that last play at the very end of the game, it was not kind to Daniel Bacho. And I, for us, for a brief period, I thought things just went from really bad to worse here, because if he is, if he is injured 
you are in serious trouble. Uh, just because. So what's the what, what's the the context I, around that now? Yeah. So because okay, and, and we haven't talked about the, the the no call when Pop Isaacs goes down and and Jalen Wilson basically pulls yeah. Daniel to the ground, but it ends up being a run out, and they throw it ahead to KJ Adams and Daniel Bacho try to contest the the, the dunk there. And no technical foul uh, on KJ Adams for hanging on the rim for a really, really long time. But in the midst of that, Daniel Bacho is trying to, you know, contest that uh, that dunk, and I think he dislocates a finger, maybe. I, I and I'm I'm going, and, and I think he's going to be okay. So I think you've dodged a bullet. And I, you know, directly to my right, you can see. That's why I've had this happen to me. Uh, you 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 look over, and it's like whoever is having it reset you you don't want to look and there's people holding around and you're biting a towel this was the scene <laughs> this was the scene with daniel bacho uh, right. i watched him come through the handshake line right in front of me and everything everything appears fine but i think they did have a finger that was not placed and i think they put it put it back uh, where it was supposed to go uh based on my visual but i i think you know i think he's gonna be okay now, there, there's yeah a- no big deal for us sitting in the stands <laughs> yeah, that's right. well because I'm thinking the way he goes down, I'm thinking, did he break his hand? Did he break yeah. his wrist? What you know, it, it dislocated his shoulder because I mean, he had a. It, it was quite the fall when you're he was holding his out. like wrist in a weird exactly. way. That's exactly and, what I was thinking, man. Wrist and it was issue. really, really red, and yes, and it looked swollen. I I just couldn't tell as I was looking at the monitor <laughs> in front of us, and then but as he came through right in front of us at the handshake line. Uh, that, that it, it appears everything's going to be okay, but every you know he was shaking hands and kind of holding so. one hand a little bit gingerly uh, compared to the other. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it almost went from bad to worse. But luckily he'll be he'll be okay because if you could just get him back to normal, he can dominate in this league. I mean he 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 is phenomenal. When I mean he's got eight block shots in the first two conference games. I mean he's averaging four block shots a game. Pretty good. That, that is that is elite. <laughs> I mean that is. That is elite, and I think he surprises folks with his athleticism because there was a couple times where I thought Kansas thought, yeah, this guy's not, and then it's like, okay, well, it's in the third row, and, uh, you know, I mean, so I, I just think he's a, there's a bit of a surprise there uh, with his his shot blocking and rim protection mm. in general, but if you could just get get him back, uh, and that's why it may be good you play on a Tuesday, you don't play again till Saturday, so here, here it is Wednesday, and you've got some time uh, before the next game. So uh, anyway, but yeah, that's that's the Bacho report is what I can give you anyway. If he keeps blocking that many shots, Renard buys houses on Twitter is going to want to adopt him <laughs> as his son. Uh, it's really incredible to watch. And I'll say this, it was just for a moment, but it was in a big moment. Robert Jennings knocked down a little mid-range soft touch shot there on the baseline, and I thought, hey, within – Within just a microcosm, big moment for Robert Jennings. I know it was only two points, Chris, but no, for a guy but- you're trying to bring along, and that's not the easiest shot for anybody, really, much less a big man. I was glad to see him knock it down. Yeah, it, you know, I'm looking at Robert Jennings plays just under four minutes, but he has the one bucket. But again, th- this is where th- these are these are moments where these guys have to learn and grow up. But you you could see. Little things you get away with against Nichols, Eastern Washington, Jackson State, on and on and on it goes. Th- th- those are, I mean, That's all, all the little things is is why. Because th- think about this again. You, you don't like the way the game is officiated at the very end. But then I go back to Kevin O'Banner missing that dunk 
he kind of over rotates yeah. or throws the ball like and it hits the side of the rim it bounces out I go back to th- there was a missed alley-oop opportunity to Daniel Baccio uh if you remember that where it's just like a gimme yes. if you just execute it and and look at the final score and it's like if you have those moments one of them both of them you just wonder how differently the game goes but again you get away with a missed dunk or a missed alley-oop or, or all these things against some of these non-conference teams. You can get away with probably a dozen of them, and you're still going to survive it against Kansas or on the road in this league against whoever you're playing. Uh, it's just there's a there's a bright light on all those mishaps because you if you if you let too many opportunities go go by because you're you as a team you just don't have this great margin for error. You know you no. you just you just don't. It's going to be similar to your football team, they're going to have to play really hard and there's not a ton of NBA talent or anything like that. Uh, but again, there's going to be certain things you have to do. And, you know, last night, boy, it was just, uh, just a frustrating way, but again, you know, plenty, plenty that you can build on for sure. So not the worst news for Daniel Bacho. That's good to hear. No. And hopefully he'll continue to uh, return to full Bacho power uh, with each day that passes coming up next, we will wrap it up. With a couple more mentions here, talking personnel, Davion Harmon, Lamar Washington. First half last night, Harmon plays 17 minutes, Washington plays six. Second half last night, Harmon plays eight minutes, Washington plays 15. I'm going to point my fingers to the sky like Brian Windhorst coming up next, and I'm going to say, now why is that? We'll get to that, and also, will we really complain about officiating on a night when I swear if I'm reading this right, Kansas shot four free throws. Four for the game. Are we really going to do this? (laughs) Maybe so. We'll do it coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech. Great to be back with you on Locked On at Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, YouTube, anywhere you get podcasts. You'll find us each weekday with Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. It was 75 to 72 the wrong way for the Red Raiders from United Supermarkets Arena, but they got an opportunity coming up Saturday night back at home. Great conference opening crowd, Chris. I mean, I, ha- I got no vibe problems whatsoever uh, from the USA. Was able to pick up a couple of tickets for me and my sweetheart and uh, happily learned that I had been um, integrated into the student section proportionally. So I heard some language I hadn't heard in a long, long time. Uh, Man, and and I can only imagine what was said if you hadn't heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just not that boisterously. You know what I'm saying? In in front of my wife, by the way. My grandfather did teach me how to speak in front of a woman. It wasn't the same way exactly (laughs) as you'd speak otherwise. But there were some messages uh, that had to get across, like the student section wanting Kevin McCuller to know we found you, Kevin. I think they're saying, <laughs> found you. Like, you're there. We can see you. We know where you are. You're not hiding. Something like that. But I thought the crowd was off the hook, man. You certainly were not uh, lacking for energy on the floor. I'm sure you felt it down there courtside. Well, de- definitely so. Is down the stretch, you know, when you started to make a few plays and hit some shots and that you, you could just – that crowd just feels like it. And this is what it's like playing against the Jayhawks and their building every time you go up there is that – that crowd is a factor, and the Red Raiders crowd certainly was that. I, I, I'm told 
that they're expecting another huge crowd uh, against Oklahoma on Saturday because it's one of the lone Saturday home games you've got for a good long while. So they've sold a ton of tickets, and that's going to be a monster game for Texas Tech. You simply cannot drop to 0-3 in this league. You cannot do it. So that'll be a huge one. But, uh, yeah, I was – I was curious how how the, the crowd would be. It, it would be. It, it wasn't full, but it was close to it. Um, and, and again, not no students there. And I was also curious how the the McCuller thing would go. Um, I thought it was he was kind of a non factor in the game. I thought he hit one, you know, uh, big shot early, and then told the crowd to be quiet. And he's telling everybody to be, you know, and all that. And then he kind of played terribly until he hit a big shot at the very end of the game, yeah. which Bill Self said it was the biggest shot of the game because it gave them a, a 73-70 to 70 lead. It was just a mid-range jumper. But he, he committed several fouls. And he just kind of – you could tell that it, it rattled him a bit. Uh, you know, just the – you know, the, the foul trouble or just the, the the focus on him. But, he, you know, as far as the game goes, he wasn't – he was just kind of a uh, – just a guy for, for the Jayhawks, uh, you know. But, again – when that's when you have that is kind of just a guy as a role player type guy, you're going to be pretty pretty dang good. That that's the because their yes. their role players are a lot better than than yours are right now, I mean easily. But I didn't know if he was going to come in and have a monster night or you know whatever. But it was Dewan Harris that uh, that certainly did that and and all that. Yeah, yeah great crowd. I just thought that uh, McCuller, that shot was huge. It may have been the biggest shot of the game. I hated to see him be the one to knock that down. (laughs) Otherwise, he was mostly a non-factor. I I don't begrudge a guy going after cash, which is what he went after, and the people that were offering all the cash is a historical blue blood in the Kansas Jayhawks. So I understand that as well, but if all of that leads to turning your back on the Red Raiders – in the hell with you how's your money yeah. is all i can say so i mean right. we all understand the reasons cash yeah. blue blood this is what combined to make kevin mcculler no longer a red raider that's neither here nor there great environment and yeah i can't wait for saturday night as i'm perusing for tickets myself chris i'm just thinking where are all the saturdays and oklahoma is is one of the few opportunities you got so uh That one's going to be jumping. I don't have any doubt about that. Can we go back to what I said a moment ago? We mentioned two names, Lamar Washington, Davion Harmon. Combined, it's not like either one of these guys was, you know, really flashing that much. I mean, for the most part overall, whether it's points-wise, assists-wise, which was not good for Texas Tech overall and night. I think he had like 10 uh, as a team. That's not good. Um, I'm not trying to paint either of these in some rosy picture, but I thought it was really interesting that down the stretch, it was like Washington time and not so much Harmon time. I gave you the minutes played breakdown just a moment ago, and they reversed in the second half. The ugliest thing for Davion Harmon, aside from one for five shooting, zero assists, three turnovers. I think the best thing for Lamar Washington, aside from four points that he put in, three rebounds, two assists, no turnovers. So what did you see transpiring uh, between these two players and the way they were being used as the game went on? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, Mark was asked about Davion because it, it, it was noticeable uh, is, again, we've talked about there, there's certain pieces on this team must play well if you're going to win a game like that, okay? Saturday, it's it's Harmon and Isaacs, and then there's not a third or fourth component to it. Last night, it's, it's, it's Isaacs and it's O'Banner, but there's not a third or fourth component uh, to it. Jalen Tyson helped a bit, but Harmon was just – it just picked a bad night to have a to have a tough game. And uh, Mark was asked about him after the game, just, hey, man, it just wasn't his night. But 
Harmon's issue is that, see, like, unlike he doesn't have a quick release on his shot. I mean, it, it's slower release, and he's he's shorter. Okay, so he can't get that shot off like when he wants to, uh, as much as Pop Isaacs can. Um, so, uh, I, and and I think the turnovers are something that is frustrating because he's typically avoids all of that, and he's the guy that's setting people up. But instead, he was like trying to looking for bailout calls, and he's trying to finish off the glass, falling out of bounds, and you're just not going to get those calls against a longer, more athletic team like Kansas was. And so it was just uh, – it, it was frustrating uh, just to, to see that. And, again, I don't, I don't think it will continue to be this way. I think Harmon is going to get plenty more opportunities. He's got to be one of your best guys. He has to. you got no other choice, right, really? Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. But, I mean, the good sign is Lamar Washington – Got an opportunity, didn't really screw it up, and I think he'll continue. Because here's what you're seeing here, man: no Demarion Williams in either one of these conference games. Elijah Fisher just played briefly against Kansas, did not play versus TCU. Kerwin Walton has a, 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 a brief stretch against uh, against TCU, and I think against Kansas, but that's it. So yeah, he took a shot, I think, and put it in Terry Fuller's lap on the front row over there. <laughs> Air ball. Yeah. And, and so th- that that's the difference between your team and so many others is though is that that next level or that the 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 depth piece it's just not it's not there right now but it's pretty clear. I mean cuz let's be honest right now. Let's just call it like we see it. Right now you have your starting five, okay? And then last night, you know, one of your starters wasn't getting it done so you put Lamar Washington in. But your 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 depth really consists of Robert Jennings, KJ Allen, and Lamar Washington. Those three guys. That's who you trusted and leaned on. There's just not, and there's not a lot there with those three. It's just like compare that to last year. Hmm. Compare that to last year when either Davion Harmon, excuse me, excuse me, Davion Warren or uh, TJ Shannon are going to come off the bench and Marcus Santos Silva is going to come off the bench. And you've <laughs> still got, I mean, some, some other pieces after that. And then you compare that to what you've got here. Uh, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a vastly different team and, and all that. And you, and the league is just, the league may be as good as it's ever been on paper right now. I mean, bottom line, the, the net, yeah. the data all suggests it. I mean, go look at what Kansas state did in Austin, uh, last night by scoring 100 and what was 116, 113 points or whatever. I mean, just, just, unbelievable. and they were picked to finish dead last. Crazy. I mean, now they're, now they're two and oh. So look <laughs> <Right>. out. <laughs> uh, Harmon's still playing hard. I know he's just, yeah, he in is there, but man, and he'll get it back he'll get to the it. big 12. That's right. At two games for him, five for 19 against Texas Christian and Kansas combined, two for seven from beyond the arc. Two to five is the assist to turnover ratio. He's going to play better than that, but uh, man, it's been a tough start uh, so far for him to Big Twelve play. But again, he's playing hard and, and gives you a, a hope that he'll get some things figured out. Now, Chris, before we are out of here, I have double checked this box score a thousand times. I think this is real. The Kansas Jayhawks shot four free throws uh, in the game last night. Yet we're still going to leave and point some fingers at guys in striped shirts. Is that actually going to happen? I know we need to separate the two, but it's kind of weird to have that kind of beef on a night when the Jayhawks are pretty much non-existent at the charity stripe. 
Well, it, it's it, it is weird at some level, but it's really not in that I've seen, you know, and there's been some controversies before. I mean, you go look at I think Bob Huggins has been pretty uh, famously pointed some of these things out when after games up in Lawrence where, you know, the home team shoots about 30 free throws. And then and then, you know, his his Mountaineers would would maybe not even attempt any or, right. or attempt like six or whatever you attempted. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you were 10 of 12. They were two of four. You know, and and they just they didn't call a lot last night. Period. Uh, but I, I, you know, early in the game, I watched uh, Bill Self. I mean, really come unhinged and get in the middle of John Higgins, which is a Final Four official. Like, I mean, I, I'm telling you, it was extremely animated. I didn't know exactly what the point was, but it, it was extremely animated, and it went on. And I just there's not many coaches that would be allowed to do that. Uh, or being given the grace to do that. I don't know if Mark could have, if he would have done that, if he would have been able to allow to get away with it. But I guess that comes with Hall of Fame, or I guess that comes with being suspended. I guess that comes with national champion. I, I don't know, Snoop, though, but maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, and, and there's no doubt, Bill Self is a phenomenal coach. He's he's one of the best in the sport. But it's just like it, it's it's a it's a weird deal. But at the end of the game, I, I said it on the broadcast. I'm like. Whatever you draw up, because there there was a blocked shot that I think uh, Jalen Tyson had that they called a foul. Mark got frustrated about it. He was like, that's terrible. And he wanted to talk to Terry Oglesby, the official, at the other end of the court. And he, he was pretty animated. And so I thought, okay, that was with about a minute and a half, two minutes left. So I thought, okay, down the stretch, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt if you are aggressive. You've got to go earn it. Yeah. And all that. And I was just dead wrong because I think you get a pick and roll with uh, you call that timeout with about 24 seconds left. And there's just a one second left on the, the shot clock and the game clock difference as far as uh, that goes. So you could have held it for uh, the last shot and try to win it. And you get a pick and roll, you know, on the uh, up, up at the top of the key. And Jalen Wilson literally has his because this is I, I had as much issue with the way pop was was handled as is the the bacho thing Jalen Wilson has two hands around bacho's waist and he's just falling down and he just grabs bacho and down they go and there's just bodies all in the middle of the floor so that that is one issue and then you can't hip check a guy like uh, I think it was Pettiford he, he's the one that was guarding uh, Pop Isaacs. I just, but, but for there not to just to just to say incidental contact. I don't know. There's bodies falling over there. There's no fouls here. I had a hard time with that because that that this is a thousand percent fact. This same thing would not have happened in Lawrence, Kansas. And I told you know Brian Haney, who I used to broadcast games with, who does the Kansas games. I was like, I, I told him right after the game. I said, I don't know why Texas Tech doesn't get that call, and and Kansas does in their building. Like I don't know why Texas Tech doesn't get that call because. You've had recent success. You've been in the Final Four. You, you've got this 29-game home winning streak that's now over with and all that. I just – yeah, I, I just – they blew it. I mean, I, I think I, – I don't mind saying that. But, again, I go back to the missed dunk and the missed layups, and, you know, this is what losers say. But it was just frustrating to see it in that way. At least if you're going to lose it, miss free throws at the end and have an opportunity to try to tie it or, or win it, but you didn't get that opportunity. Such is life, well, I guess. you not living up as a team – to doing your job at various points in the game, missing a dunk or whatever it might be, right. doesn't absolve the officials from not living up to their <laughs> job in that moment. And it yeah. was almost like, hey, class is almost over. 
Johnny's back here still spitting spit wise, but the teacher's like, man, the hell with it. It's five o'clock on Friday. And I don't know who goes to school till five. That's weird. Uh, three 30 on Friday. I'm not messing with Johnny. This is going to be paperwork. I got to fill out. I got to sort it out. I'm trying to get to the weekend. The refs are thinking, ah, we're almost out of here. Incidental contact. It's third and it's third down. Let's keep rolling or whatever. I don't know why you just let that go. Like what is incidental contact anyway? Brian Windhorst did again. Why is that? <laughs> yeah. To bring it all back full circle, why is that? Yeah. I don't know, Chris. One of life's mysteries. But what I do know, after observing basketball my entire life, it is easier to take a man's space flight to the moon than consistently officiate a basketball game. It must be, because we've done that, and we've never done the latter of what I've just mentioned. That just doesn't happen consistently. From end to end, from tip-off to final buzzer, you will not find it actually taking place. I never heard of Higgins or whoever you mentioned, but you say he's a Final Four official. Yeah, he's been to I'm- multiple Final Fours. Yeah, I mean he he he's the guy that uh, the Kentucky fans went after several years ago, and there had to be like it, it was oh ugly. the dentist. No, he's a he's a contractor that lives in Colorado. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, was there a it, dentist they shut down or something uh, like that? I, I don't know, but it this one was ugly. This one got really, really personal, and like I think, uh, yeah, the the, the website uh, that yeah. reported on on Higgins or kind of said, "Hey, here's his company and all that." They got they got <laughs> some trouble, I believe. But and, and I'm not saying it was his call there at the end. I don't know who was in position to make the call. I just know that that's who was getting into it with uh, Bill. So I think John. Most people don't like John Higgins. I think he does a really good job because uh, he's pretty consistent. But I just didn't think. Last night, I, I, I just didn't I didn't grasp the magnitude of the play versus the non-call and the setting. Uh, I, I didn't. Uh, hey, look, if, if you just if you just heave up uh, a desperation, you know, perimeter jump shot, and then are crying foul on getting hit on the wrist, I don't feel sorry for you because you weren't the aggressor. No, you were trying to get downhill and get to the rim and attack the basket and put the ball in the hands of one of your best free throw shooters and Pop Isaacs. And for him to just go down, uh, clearly getting hip checked, but then your your big center gets pulled to the ground. I mean, just there was a lot there. Uh, and KJ Adams is still hanging on the rim at the other end, and he's not trying to protect himself. Daniel Bacho's in the stands, you know, laying down, and KJ Adams is swinging up around <laughs> the rim. That's in a lot of cases a, a technical foul. If you do that, you know, with five minutes left in the game, that's a T, and the other team's shooting a free throw so you know but again this is what this is the loser's limp man this is what we talk about when you lose a game like that that's time. i know i've never heard of a loser's limp i've heard of like a pimp walk or something like that or a two-pot <laughs> court walk but i never heard about the loser's limp i don't like yeah. that one as much i did yeah. some investigative reporting after the game on behalf of all locked on texas tech uh viewers and listeners i staked out the officials exit from united supermarkets arena <laughs> after the game and i can confirm all of them wearing brand new shiny pairs of Adidas sneakers. So again, why is that? We'll continue to ponder such questions apart and return, of course, on the other side together again to be here on Locked on Texas Tech. Appreciate you for being here as always and joining us on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. Chris, thanks for the time, my man, and I'm sure we'll have – Something exciting to uh, discuss coming up again this weekend. That's life in the Big 12, man. Got to love it. Yep. Bounce back, man. Keep hope alive, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.
That's right. We're back here on the other side once again on Locked On Texas Tech. <laughs> 